Hey Yankee, I am so sick of breaking cables where you have like the socket or the headphones folded over too long and then the wire just snaps. There must be a solution. Oh, if you're wondering in this case, hang on, here's my cat. It's my microphone. Well, hello there, mister. I've never heard of Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah, yet another granddad moment. I have heard of Bluetooth, thanks. But if you want good quality, you've got to use wires. Everybody knows that. Nice little tune, by the way. It was a little bit Donovan-esque. A little bit toddler playgroup. What was it? It was, um, it was a little instrumental I found on... Uh, Spotify, sort of contemporary Broadway music, sort of theater karaoke. I don't know why, but it it I just sort of fancied it. Yeah, it's lovely. And uh, I was away this weekend at a carnival, and one of the carnival floats was uh, it, its theme was called Masquerade, and they were playing what must have been a tune from a musical, Masquerade, ba ba bum 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 bum. Masquerade, da, 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 da. and uh, I think I must have heard it when I was, I don't know, an infant or something. It did something very deep to me, which I didn't expect. Very weird, that was. And, uh, and a mate of mine, I once was hitching through Germany, and I just split up with my girlfriend. And uh, a guy gave me a lift right the way through Germany. <laughs> And he was a real hippie, but he had just bought a car from a police auction that used to belong to a drug dealer. So it had a booming sound system in it. And he was a sitar player. And he played me his tracks while we drove through Germany. Uh, Muzak, instrumental. Yeah, can hit the bits that vocals will destroy. That story sounds like it should be a, a movie scene in something like Moulin Rouge something along those lines yeah certainly stuck in the mind right then what's going on in the world okay well you were out uh partying it up at the carnival which <clears throat> i missed the carnival here where we live uh, health and safety has destroyed the carnival atmosphere i don't know what your carnival was like where you went but uh, there's a lot of news happened this weekend we got a lot more insight on musk Ligma Johnson, if you've heard that story. There's multiple Trump stories. Um, Musk continues to steal all the headlines. He bring back, he brought back Ye. Ye, Ye. Ye saluted him with a shalom. Uh, you got the World Cup controversy going on right now. We got Rishi and Mr. Hunt with their self-inflicted wounds at the G20 or the COP27 conference with reparations for poor countries. We got green energy winning again, escalation in the Ukraine war. There's a lot of stuff about free speech, hypocrisy. Take it wherever you want to go. And we got a lot more insight into your FTX um, controversy as well. 
<laughs> there is a lot going on, isn't there? Uh, the latest I read is that, um, you know, hosting the Qatar hosting the World Cup is coming for a lot of stick because they don't like gay people. And so the European nations are going to wear an armband with rainbow on it saying, yeah, gay love is great. And now they're saying, no, oh, no, we won't, uh, because FIFA will penalise them. FIFA, the bastion of homosexual rights, yeah. So, yeah, there is a lot going on. FTX, I'll be interested to hear about that. And the Musk thing goes on, doesn't it? Um, oh, but picking up what you said about green energy, so sick of it. So sick of it. And, you know, I, I speaking to young people, they really do think the world is going to hell in a handbasket. And Greta bloody Doomberg. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Greta Doomberg and all the rest of it. And yeah, they've revised something, haven't they? They're, 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 they're trying to say they've had a major breakthrough in saving the planet. And it probably isn't. It's, it just all feels like posturing, um, you know, with, the, with these green initiatives and the G20. Just that it looks like they're doing, like they're achieving something. Uh, regardless of the reasons, it just feels like a bloody show so that they come back to their nations and say, yeah, we're saving the planet, we achieved loads. Am I the only one who feels this way? Because until you have China and India and the US agreeing to do massive cuts, until you get them to do it, then it really is peeing in the wind. It's so inconsequential. And putting the onus onto homeowners to put plastics into a green bucket and glass into a black. You compare that to the, you know, the uh, pollution and the waste and the detritus and the carbon offset by industry. And again, it's absolutely insignificant. Yeah, well, you're 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 not alone in your thoughts there. I uh, I haven't followed the Qatari stuff too much. I know it made some headlines with those armbands they were going to wear. I don't know if it was about gays. Um, but the uh, big one I heard everyone was outraged out is that they uh, banned alcohol. And um, the sort of conditions for the workers were really horrible. But no, I completely agree with you on the green energy stuff. Like they should have invested in nuclear a long time ago. They should have had a better transition plan. Greta Thunberg is nothing more than alarmist to me. Um, I agree with your point on posturing. It's all propaganda. So you're not alone on that. And I agree, until you get the major sort of emerging market economies who want to go through the Industrial Revolution, for themselves with coal and other fossil fuels. Uh, you know, the U.S. is only like 4% of the world's population. Uh, so, you know, there's 96% of the world's population who are trying to bring up their living standards and looking for this low-cost fuel. Just to tie it to the Ukraine war again, I know I mentioned it maybe a week or two ago. I mean, this is one of the things that um, it's a big energy war right now. The Nord Stream 2 pipeline blowing up. Russia was providing all that cheap energy to all of Europe. And the economic powers that be said, no, you can't. So now we're going to be trapped in this, again, I'll call it a self-inflicted wound of tracking apps you have to track your own carbon footprint 
what transportation you use uh, to the recycling stuff. It's all bonkers. These COP27 people, I mean, to to pay the poor countries, I mean, it, it's just bonkers. Why don't you set them free and let them, you know, industrialize and build up their own stuff? Yeah, I heard, I think it was the Netherlands want to introduce a tax on anyone traveling more than 25 kilometers from their home. So apart from industry, they effectively want to Okay, yes, I see the good ideas of it. But at the same time, it's also saying, right, go back to a feudal system. Don't, you know, don't spread out further than your immediate vicinity. Stay put, keep your head down, get on with the work. Let the adults travel. Nuts. And you said about let them get on with it and develop themselves. Yeah. You know, it has been said that the whole green uh, movement won galvanizes internally countries towards a common enemy in inverted commas Two, lets the developed world look as if they're pushing for a a greener more you know more wonderful future but more darkly that it suppresses the development of other nations who can't rise to that level of um, uh, energy and and let's just call it cleanliness uh, for decades yet to come so actually it's stifling their um, their development. And as for letting them get on with it, did you see that tirade by the Italian PM against the French? And she was saying that in Ghana, uh, the, Ga- the Ghanaians use a French currency, French-issued currency, and everything that Ghana produces, France continues to take 50%. And it sounds outrageous, but lots of people have been saying, yep, this is absolutely true. This is just imperialism continued uh, via currencies into today. And this is a main, this is one of the reasons why Africa is uh, still doing so badly. I'm I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, I completely agree. It's just a, you know, some of these apps, it's kind of like the passport or vaccine COVID passports. This is another one that they did at the um, COP27 or G20 summit where they said, well, we're gonna allow the WHO, the World Health Organization, to dictate who can travel when and where. It's just another form of control. It's just another part of colonialism. And that Italian prime minister lady Oh, boy, she's got a pair of cojones on her to go on TV and to call out France and Macron like that. But I think she sees it, too. And I think you see all these European countries struggling with the EU, their overreach. And that was one of the reasons for Brexit. And she makes the perfect point. The French colonial or imperialist system world economic forum federal reserve however you want to connect the dots it just goes back to controlling these emerging economies and this is one more way to say hey you guys can't do this stuff only we can do this stuff so we'll just give you a bit of money go shut up don't develop don't innovate don't improve your education system your manufacturing uh, because we got it all under control and we control the world economics anyway. So there. Yep. And obviously 
as we have discussed before, if you look at it as a zero-sum game, whereas wherein your con- if your country's prosperity goes down, then mine goes up, then it's totally believable that this is what they're trying to achieve and achieving it. Interesting also with the Italians tirade i mean i would i would have guessed she's anti-eu as it is so do you think she's trying to um sow seeds of division fracture the uh the eu but by effectively just trying to dismantle that um wonderful view they have of themselves i think that's exactly what she's trying to do and i think you um You know, like I said before, you've only got France and Germany left in the EU that are economic powerhouses. And she's taken on France head on because I think Italy and Germany are aligned and they would have brokered a deal to remove sanctions on Russia. But the EU being the vassal state that it is for the United States had to blow up that Nord Stream pipeline to keep Germany in check. And there's not much they can do to Italy to keep them in check right now. So I think she's she's going after France pretty hard. And I also think you start, you'll start to see in the media, just like in Brazil with all the protests, I think there are a lot of protests going on around the world that our Western media is not covering. Some of the stuff I've seen online, it's just crazy. Millions and millions of people. But of course, because the media control the narrative, Everything is going to be spun of, look at these right-wing nationalists, although I preferred your word the other day of, do we still have self-identity? You know, does Taiwan still have self-identity? And so the media portrays it as, look at all these racists, look at all these bigots, look at all these homophobes, look at all these people who just want a better life and to be left alone. So I think there's a lot of turmoil in the world right now. And uh, this Ukraine stuff doesn't help. They had an off-ramp back in April. Russia would have calmed down. A lot of this stuff could have been avoided. But unfortunately, I don't think we have diplomats anymore. I don't think we have statesmen. I don't think we have diplomacy. And I'm going to just finish my little rant here with, you know, should stupid people be allowed to vote and if the powers that be allow us to vote in the first place knowing that it doesn't make any difference to what the structural systems they have in place are what does it matter anyway oh loads to unpack there just coming to the middle of what you said i think we're all getting ist fatigue now we're getting to the point where it's like you're a sexist oh go on then i'm a sexist you're a racist, go on then, if that makes you feel better, call me racist. Misogynist, all the all the ists. I think people are so tired of them, they just, people would rather just say, yeah, yeah, all right then, as you want. Knock yourself out. Fill your boots. Um, with regards to voting, you say stupid people shouldn't be allowed to vote. Well, I'm one of them, and so are you, and so is everyone. You know, and how do you measure that? Academic achievement is no real measure of IQ is just a measure of uh, fact retention or even just compliance, you know, pliability in the schooling system. No, uh, and I know I know a lot of people would say, oh, no, no, you know, intelligence and uh, 
academic achievement is a good indicator of that. But those are generally the people who enjoyed school and did very well. I know very smart people who school was not for them. And they've got the street smarts, you know. So, and as we've seen, um, being academically intelligent is no indicator of um, resistance to bias, you know. So, no, I, I, you just couldn't. You couldn't enforce that because you don't know what the measurement is and who the hell are you, in inverted commas, to set the benchmark of what stupidity is. But finally, coming to your other point about it's inconsequential. Yes, it is inconsequential. And the fucker of it is, you know, you can you can go to the uh, polling station and spoil your ballot. But that's as close as you can come to saying, I'm not voting for any of these wankers. There's no box that just says none of the above. And uh, and unfortunately, you know, even if 10% of the population turned up to make the vote, the political system would say, well, you had your chance to vote. So, you know, that's, that's the decision of the people. And it certainly isn't. Um, it's very much a case of you can, you can hate the game, but you can't change it. And this is the rules. And yeah, that's, that's really, really depressing, I'd say. Is it inconsequential though? No, because at the end of the day, MPs are people and they have, they want money, fame and power. And if they don't deliver, as we saw with Brexit, where a lot of MPs then went back on their word to implement it, they just get thrown out and uh, expect, <laughs> expect us to cry their demise, which doesn't happen. I don't think they realise that you see how the corporate world and the rest of the working world operates. And uh, yes, you lose your job. That's the way it goes. So voting does have no influence, although it does take long, unless it's radically different to what is expected and shocks everyone. And then it gives puts a rocket up their ass. But uh, on the massive scale of things, that's harder to say because those who are like Klaus, those who set the rules are pretty much untouchable because they're not elected. Whole new other discussion there. Finish off or uh, play us out on a song. Up to you, pal. Okay, I was slightly taking the piss there with should stupid people vote, but <clears throat> I like the fact that you took it so seriously to go down that path. Um, that's sort of why I followed it up with, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. But um, yes, I'll take us out with a song. But uh, to your last point, I just want to reiterate. World Economic Forum, International Monetary Fund, World Health Organization. Uh, none of these people are elected by individual countries or states and how they have so much power over us drives me bonkers but let's go out on a happy note and i'll play you a classic